roadside attraction tells a story. In my family, we want to find them all. Welcome to Find More Weird, the podcast. This week, we're in New Haven, Vermont, and we're digging a little deeper into a room with a view. It just happens to be six feet under. By all accounts, Timothy Clark Smith was a smart man, a teacher, clerk, diplomat, surgeon, and physician. He served in the Russian army and traveled the world with the U.S. consulate before settling with his family in Vermont. But all those years of tending to others came with one especially dark side effect. Timothy was terrified of being buried alive. Taphophobia is a thing of nightmares. And it was alarmingly common in 1893, when Timothy met his fate on Halloween, of all days. As a doctor, he had likely heard plenty of stories of people falling victim to Lazarus Syndrome, the spontaneous return of a heartbeat. Long before modern-day medicine and pre-burial embalming, doctors did their best, but sometimes that meant the deceased woke up buried alive, left to claw their way out, scream for help, or suffocate underground. Lazarus Syndrome was well-documented. Stories of scratched coffin interiors, bodies flipped into different positions, hollers from underground. Some people made it out. Others? Well, Timothy Clark Smith was scared. Not just of subjecting his own patients to such a fate, but of suffering from it himself. Escape coffins weren't unheard of in 1893 either. By then, several patents existed, equipped with bells, windows, and other contraptions that allowed the presumed dead to alert people above ground. Today, it's thought that Lazarus Syndrome and escape coffins are where we get the phrases dead ringer and saved by the bell. But Timothy took taphophobia to new levels, or, well, depths. Six feet underground in Evergreen Cemetery, Timothy rests with a bell in his hand, a hammer and chisel nearby, a window on the front of his coffin, and a shaft to the surface directly above his face with a window at the top. In the years after his death, which was indeed a death after all, visitors could peer in the small window, only slightly more than a 12-inch square, and look down directly on his face. If Timothy had woken up, at the very least, he'd have had some light to die by a second time. We pulled into Evergreen Cemetery on a Sunday afternoon. It's small, with narrow, worn lanes between the stones for today's cars, tucked away on a back road in New Haven, Vermont. There are only a few houses between it and the only slightly more main road we had turned off of. It's a beautiful setting. Wide open fields, mountains dotting the skyline in the distance. But Timothy only sees up, blue sky, on a day like ours. The tomb with a window is easy to find. Pull in look left. The only mound in the cemetery sits a few feet above ground level with a small square slab on top. No marker we could find to tell you who it belongs to. The plot is surrounded by smiths, none of them quite fitting the man with a forever view of the sky. We tried to check on Timothy, but his window is already past its prime, having already served its purpose. One would hope, even if he had been buried alive, his punishment is well over by now. The glass is scratched on the outside, large drops of condensation hanging on the inside. 
At best, if you push your face flat against it, you can see thick moss growing in the shaft. And that was okay with us. Some say Evergreen Cemetery is haunted, and why wouldn't it be? If you visit at night, you might catch a glimpse of a green light behind Timothy's window, or his face peeking back at you. Some say if you knock on the glass three times at midnight, the doctor will even pay you a visit. Timothy had one more trick up his sleeve, though. To the left of his window and closer to ground level lies a larger slab. If you were able to move it, you'd find a staircase leading to the real secret. An underground vault built for Timothy and his wife, who's buried directly beneath him. With a decidedly less interesting view. Find More Weird is one little New York family hitting all the roadside attractions we can find on the East Coast. And someday, post-COVID, you'll find us road tripping to California and back. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and, if we're lucky, a quirky stop somewhere along the way. This episode's music is by Dr. Turtle, and I'm Jen. Thanks for listening.